Hola, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including OKKO, which we'll be talking about today. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Bonilla, and today I'm joined by Michelle Andrew. Hello. And Steve Zuck. Hello. Uh, you can find our previous discussions on this show at OverlyAnimated.com. We've been covering OKKO for a, a while now, so you can catch up with our discussion there. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. And wherever you listen to us, we always appreciate any ratings or reviews you want to leave us. But yeah, today we're getting together for our December meeting of the OKKO podcast. Um, We have two episodes to talk about. Uh, One is uh, Super Black Friday, which came out around Thanksgiving, but it's airing on TV. uh, We're recording this on Sunday, December 16th. It is airing on TV today. And uh, we also have another episode of Plaza Alone, which was released online on the mm-hmm. app also in the, uh, earlier this week. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, two new episodes that we haven't talked about yet here, and we'll do do a little bit of time breaking these down. But uh, yeah, so yeah, we'll start as usual with our general impressions. Um, Michelle, how 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 do you feel about the, about these latest <laughs> editions of OKKO? <laughs> Uh, so I had watched Super Black Friday a bit ago, and I really liked it, and I was coming and prepared to talk about how great it was, but then I was super blindsided by Plaza alone, uh-huh. and now that's kind of all I can think about, <laughs> so we might want to talk about that one first. I haven't felt that weird about a cartoon episode since that Spongebob one where Squidward goes back in time and then to the future and it gets really weird. Is it because... That's how this episode made me feel, basically. Is it because that Spongebob episode also is a sequence where Squidward just hears words of alone? Yes! <laughs> is that yes! what? Yes! That, that was part of it. It was more also just like the genuine, like, just feeling very confused and like where are we going with this and oh it's still happening oh it's getting weirder now he's a horse (laughs) that that kind of stuff but i mean they're both memorable for different reasons i can say that okay okay that that, that's a very strong endorsement um steve uh, how do you feel about these two eps they're they're all right they're both very good episodes um none of them are are Boxman crashes, but it's still fine. Because there's the Boxman. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like both of the episodes a lot. I, I think we with Michelle. I think I like, um, uh, I think I like the recent episode better, um, Plaza Alone. Um, I read your outline, Alex, and you did not mention the big story of the episode, and that is Dendi is back. Yes, I'm Wait, sure what? that's a I'm sure that's a big story in for the five seconds she's on screen. Wait, but I don't sure. remember Dendi. Where was Dendi? Well, we'll, we'll talk about that later. This is a very minor detail that we'll get into. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, but yeah, I, I kind of like the joke though. KL six to eleven. I kind of wonder, shouldn't he be seven to thirteen now, or, or seven okay, to twelve? We'll, we will discuss it as well. But uh, so generally, you enjoyed the Plaza Long yeah. episode then. Okay. Yeah, and I and I also enjoyed Super Black Friday. Um. Anyone who's worked in retail can relate to that. Yeah. Uh, and of course, also big story. Of course, was Enid was going to text Red Action. So. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I noticed that too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Her her quote unquote good mm-hmm. friend 
which I'm saying in quotations. <laughs> sure, we'll, 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 we'll talk about that. We, we've actually got a lot of like little things to talk about in both of these episodes. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of weird details, but I, I agree that Plaza alone is... Of, like, okay, KO has gotten very surreal at times. Like, we've had that other episode where KO, like, goes into different dimensions with, like, uh, Helen, or I, I forget what her name is, but, like, the, the ghost lady who he, he can only see. So we've had episodes like this before, but I think that Plaza alone is, like, putting it to 11. And it's also, like, one of these episodes where they do the faces, like, a lot more cartoony than the usual OKKO OK episode where like their eyes are really big and sometimes they like have very like weird smile uh, smiles and things in their faces and especially the, the the sequence where like the paranoia sets in and stuff like all all that imagery like it does remind me of stuff like SpongeBob or like Gumball where like they just go really off the wall so i think that we we say it sometimes when you're watching stuff like that like i is this what it's like to be on drugs sort of thing and i think that this is Mm. this is closer (laughs) than the usual episode that inspires that statement when it starts getting like weird colors and images and stuff so plaza alone it's it's um not not innovative what's the word uh well, it, it's it's trying really distinctive. hard. Distinctive. Yeah, it's distinctive. <laughs> that, that, that's a good synonym. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's trying really hard to like get a, to go for the the weirdness of it, and I, I think it works for the most part. Like especially compared to like OKKO OK episodes that have tried this in the past. Like if you're gonna do this, go go all the way, and I think that this episode is going all the way there. And uh, Super Black Friday, it's like, I feel like it's more of an average OKKO episode. We'll get a bit into like the messaging of it, which is a little uh, suspect as OKKO has done in the past, but we'll, but yeah, Super Black Friday, not as high on it, although there are pieces that are, that are fine. But, um, yeah, Michelle mentioned that Plaza Alone was uh, more fresh in her mind, and also uh, today was the first, <laughs> well, it was the first time I watched the episodes. So it was the first is... time, yeah, I watched them both today, and Plaza, I mean, I'm gonna say, I honestly like Super Black Friday more, because it oh. feels more cohesive, but mm-hmm. Plaza Alone just, like, sticks in your head, right. and lingers there, well, what, so. What, what is the image that sticks in your head the most of all the stuff that happens in this episode? Ko, you're a horse now. What? What? What was with all the horse? Like he, he's on a horse head, and then he's on a horse butt, and then he's riding a horse from like underneath the horse, and then he is the horse. Like where'd the horse thing come from? He's alone, but why? Why is he a horse alone? Oh, I, I, what stuck with me is uh, tr- tr- Ko thinking about eating rad. Oh, that. <laughs> If, I, if, that, if that is is that callback to the food that genie episode we had last time? Oh man, did he get turned into a dog. hot dog in that episode? <laughs> the burger. Oh, in that burger. Episode. Yeah. 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 It's right. a trend, though. Good point, Steve. Like this does keep <laughs> happening only to Rad turning into food all the time. Rad turns into food a lot, <laughs> but this time Ko just like ravenously consumes Rad's <laughs> body and. Like and then once he eats, like it's my birthday. Like he gets Ko gets very creepy in in this sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I was also impressed by the by the horse stuff. It, like at first it's like a live action. It, it's it's not a drawn horse. It's like they put a clip art of a horse and then pasted mm-hmm. Ko's head on it at various times. So that was strange. Um, there's also a point where like Enid is basically just the moon, like <laughs> just a giant. Oh, I just Enid. got I just got flashbacks of Summer Camp Island thinking of a live moon. 
I miss that show. <laughs> that 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 show wishes it could be as surreal as this episode. Hey, episode it's got it's still yeah. its first season. It's got time. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, we need more drug trips in, in episodes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and so, like, this is all inspired by that, by this being Kao's birthday, and he shows up at Enid and Rad's house, and they're having a sad documentary night together, which is very sweet. Uh, mm. Like, the, these documentaries, how, how do you guys feel about just, like, they, they just, both, both of them, I think, that they watch are just like, this guy's alone, he's sad, he's gonna be alone forever. <laughs> Well, like, the bee abandoning the flower was super sad, because you understand on a level the bee can't stay forever, has to go make that honey, but they still, they're still gonna miss each other, and that flower at the end, I don't know if its petal fell off or it was crying, but it was sad either way. Mm -hmm. I felt for that flower. Man, that was depressing, the poor flower. I can relate, though. I love watching stuff that just makes you sad. I love dramas. I like dramas. I was actually yeah. kind of with K.O. because the documentaries weren't working for him, and yeah. watching documentaries is something my sister loves to do, but I, uh. I don't get into it because I don't I feel like documentaries are getting to a point where, like, there are all these genres, and there are, like, certain things you do to try to frame mm. a story a certain way, and then that just bleeds into narrative movies, and it's like, if I want to watch something that's not 100% real, I'm just going to watch a narrative movie. Why do I want this weird middle ground well. with the documentary that can't ever be holistically objective well I, I like to watch documentaries about famous people and how their rise and like fall yeah yes those are great i know you guys remember this show called e2 hollywood story that was my <laughs> well, thing. what is that steve well, that, that's like the one where like all, they follow the rock bands and the singers and it's also following the their rise stars, and then the child stars, the child stars, stars too oh, child stars sound interesting yeah. and then they become alone and sad at the end of the yeah. documentaries yeah, brad and ina would love it maybe that's what they'll watch next saturday we need like we need an ex-child star character on this show just someone who was like, who was, I guess, who was once KO's days. I guess we get closest to, we, let's watch the pilot. I guess KO was the childhood star. Right. Yeah. Uh, he still is. Yes. <laughs> and he's always going to be that way, according to this episode, 6 to 11. He's <laughs> never going to age. Yeah, so th- that's a gag that continues in this episode. Uh, every time age is mentioned in OKKO, OK he stays hits to 11. So since we're using the range, he do- we don't have to say that he's now 7 to 12, because then that would indicate things. So now yeah. now he just still sits to 11. Or wait, is that how math works? I don't know. I'm not <laughs> sure it's possible for him to be 6 Today. anymore. He can't be 6 anymore. If he's 6 to 11, he age one, one number, he can't be 6 anymore. Mm. So it has to be 7 through... Whatever, you want to push 7 to 12? Yeah, if you want to, like, move the range up a year, then, yeah, yeah 7 to 12. Would be... Yeah, you're right, he can't be sits yeah, anymore, can I he? Think, okay, I think I understand. I think what this means is, so he's still within the range. If he was younger than 6 or older than 11 with this new birthday, they would have to change it. But if he's if he's if he was 9 and he became 10, the range still makes mm-hmm. perfect sense, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. So it confines his age more than anything. Like, we can start taking away numbers now. Like, if he was six before, and now he's at least seven, and we know that. And he, we know he's not older than 11. So there you go. One number's gone. That's great. Somebody take the key. 
I don't know about you guys, so six was a very milestone birthday for me. Um, was that a milestone birthday for you guys? I don't I, remember anything before I turned six I, years I, old. I, so. I, turned, <laughs> I remember being six and seeing, like, eight-year-olds and being like, wow, I, I can't when, wait until I'm eight. Eight does feel a lot bigger than six. I mean, when I was six, I remember when I was six, that's when I, they st- I stopped using baby chairs. Or high chairs, whatever it was. That's oh what, yeah. So that was a that's so that's why I always remember my six when I turned six. That was a big change for me. This is a relevant observation because in this birthday, Ko gets a bib to <laughs> eat yeah. his cake with. Why did they dress him like that? Yeah. What what what's the age where you're too old to wear a bib, or is there an age for that? I, it depends on every child, just it like eating. There's some adults that should still wear bibs. Or you're like forty, <laughs> like. We just really miss the eaters. Well, I guess uh, like, like when you go to fancy restaurants, there are like some people who use that like well, table cl- not not tablecloth, yeah. but like the cloth. If you eat thing. lobster, they give you those bibs for oh, eating no. lobster for some reason. Boxman still need to use a bib no matter. Yeah. What you He's a sloppy guy. Yeah, <laughs> you need the extra help. Yeah, he he just dives into the food. That's it. That's his philosophy on life. Just dive He's into so, things. So he's a hundred percent everything he does: the eating, fighting. I like I like it. He's straightforward. Yeah, and Ko is growing up to be like that too. He just dives into the cake. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he he does this the birthday wish for a birthday alone with Radney in it, and so that the premise is that they go to the plaza and everything's empty except for Radney in it, and they're like goof around and stuff. Um, Enid is uh like. Uh, Touching Rad's butt for a couple of times. Um, Keep chopping him. <laughs> yeah, eventually he like she like karate chops through him, and it's like, hey, it's a it's a mannequin. <laughs> I like a, I feel like did they get an SMP note where someone's like, hey, you have to make it obvious that he's not dead. You gotta <laughs> say it. You gotta say the line. It, it, it was kind of funny to just, like for the split second of him being split in two before they say he's a mannequin. It's like, like, yeah. Um, and uh, also they like go to the arcade. They play Dance Dance Revolution, uh, which is uh, have we seen Enid? Well, no, Enid and Rad have danced before. Another just oh, not on this particular game. I, I still say to the day, do they still have arcades? Because I can't. I used to when I was a kid, arcades was like a big thing, and I I thought they sort of became extinct in this country. Eh, I feel like they're they're more niche now, maybe, but I think that they're still a thing. Like I feel like movie theaters definitely still have those rooms dedicated yeah. to arcades. Yeah, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about a whole like building that's just an arcade, not like I know there's still RCS little arcades in movie theaters. I'm talking about. Yeah. A, mm-hmm. a business that's strictly an arcade. Well, you well see, the, actually, there's the Nickelcade, which yeah. was a hit when I was a child, where you only get to use nickels to play games. Uh, also, Steve, let me introduce you to the magical wonderland that is Dave and Buster's. They, they will have what? many. Dave and Buster's. <laughs> I got looked at <laughs> oh, it. It's a it's a restaurant chain that like has an arcade yeah. section oh, in, in that's its their theme. restaurants. Oh. Yeah, that's their theme. Uh, that I do know. I do know. Yeah, I was going to say, do they have arcade games? I feel like they might. Hmm. Yeah, Chuck E. Cheese, yeah, I, I think uh, they would. I have never eaten Chuck E. Cheese. Is their pizza any good? Or It's, like, fine. If you're a kid, you're, you're going to eat it. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, the like place I went, the place with me and my friends, the place we went to, like, for birth, kid birthday party was Pizza Hut. That was the place. Yeah, but does Pizza Hut have a Dance Dance Revolution yeah. machine in it? A ball pit. Uh, but it was in my day, though. It, 
Peter had to had this promotional like uh, relationship with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and that's why it was so popular <laughs> back then. <laughs> yeah, that, that 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 makes sense for young Steve to be uh, persuaded by. But uh, <laughs> um, uh, my age away a little bit. <laughs> um, but but so they figure out everything's empty, but they begin hearing spooky noises, and then they investigate in the break room, and they get locked in. Eventually, it's revealed that the people who are organizing the party, everyone else in the plaza, including uh, Carol, Mister Gar, and Dendy, or, who shows up yeah. for five seconds. Yeah. Oh, Dendy's back. Yeah. He's not dead. So D- so Dendy is the one who convinces them to lock the door, right? She's the only one who, <laughs> who like Probably likes wanna... KO enough, but would also be cold-hearted enough to lock. Oh no, it was yeah. totally Dendy. She's like, we got ourselves a hundred percent. No yeah. consciences here. We're doing Rad- it for the surprise. Yeah, and Radicles and Enid cannot be trusted. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And they like think about it. And they're like, oh no, it's true. It's because you didn't tell us. Yeah. yeah, at the very least, Rat Rat couldn't be trusted. Um. I tell you though, surprise parties sometimes can backfire. Um, like I said, I don't know if you see in Sailor Moon, there's a surprise party that really backfired because someone turned into this villain because they thought they someone forgot their birthday. So sometimes you got it's a risk trying to throw a surprise party it can backfire. It's true, yeah, I think but I, you don't know the person enough to know if they'd actually appreciate that. I don't think I'd appreciate a surprise party. I think it just gives me a lot of anxiety. Like, oh, all these people I didn't get to mentally prepare for. Thank you. Yeah. I'll try to act normal now. But but Ko is pure enough that he like. Yeah, I know he loved it. Yeah. They nailed it. Yeah, he, he he appreciates the efforts put into this, but of course the the, the previous four minutes were hell for him and Eden and, and Rad as they like go through chaos together. Um, the whole thing. I mean, the security camera, like they have that forever to remind them of their darkest days. But like uh, from outside, it's just like them, like in a like in a circle together. They're just like in the fetal position, just oh, rocking back and that, forth. They could put that on the KO YouTube page youtube channel does does ko have the uh, have the wherewithal to just be like hey guys i i know we had a really rough time there but get the, but the views we should yeah. I think KO would ask permission i think he'd just be like oh that was a time we had a horrible experience together love it i want to <laughs> share it with the world oh my um, yeah and I, I and I hopefully, and I know it would be too bad to me to, to let like Red or LD see it. And Rad, I'm not sure who's the person he's closest to outside of our group. Um, Enid. <laughs> no, besides Enid, from outside of our yeah. group, you know. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know, but probably just some random girls. He just I mean, doesn't want to see it. Van, honestly, yeah. would be the next. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, we've covered all, I think we've covered the major weird imagery in it. Like, just in general, they just keep, like, switching colors. They're, they're like, neon at times, like, as if they're, like, signs oh, yeah. on, a, on a building. Uh, there, there is the documentary voice of being sad and alone, like, <laughs> talking about KO. And I think that that's what we mentioned earlier. Like, that kind of reminds you of, like, the gag from the SpongeBob episode, where it's just Squidward surrounded by alone, alone. <laughs> So, um, and anything else that stood out that we haven't mentioned from from that sequence? It felt really long for, but um, it did, and I think it's just the discomfort because it wasn't expected, and we didn't know where it was going with that. Oh, I just, what's gonna happen? It felt like every millisecond was a minute. 
This whole episode was unexpected. I didn't even know about it until Alex emailed me yeah. at Talking About Podcast. Like, <laughs> that episode out? When one of the partners posted it, I was like, what? Like, where? This is not one of like the six other episodes that's on the wiki that's going to come out next what? year. What? Why is this on the app already? Cartoon Network just uploaded a whole bunch of episodes of their shows that day, including Craig of the Creek. And, you know, it's just one of those, like, it should randomly pick the 13th. I'm glad they did, they did it on a Thursday instead of a Friday, because Friday was when the new season of Ultron was coming out. So thank you, Cartoon Network. You're doing it a little early, not doing it on Friday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think a, th- a Thursday is like the middle of the work week. So sometimes you just need to like buzz out and just like watch like a drug trip episode. Something very exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you need to disassociate for four minutes. Right, mm-hmm. and then you're ready to face the final day of the work week afterwards. Yeah, um, you gotta see this. You gotta see Barry the superhero. It's what a weird day. <laughs> um so yeah that that was Plaza Long that that happened th- this that weekend. Happened. Yeah. Oh, and I love, is it also maybe an avatar not alone to a couple like to like Zuko alone, Korra alone. See I I was gonna I think their universe has the copyright for the word alone. <laughs> so I would say no to that. No and I was gonna make that joke if the episode title was KO alone. Like the character name needs to be in the episode title for that to work. But it's just Plaza alone. It's more like once again, there's a SpongeBob episode where Bikini Bottom is entirely abandoned and SpongeBob is just like wandering, like going across oh, all oh, the empty yeah. places. So like, it's more like that kind of an homage where it's just like drop main character in empty place and see what they do before they go crazy. Them go mm. crazy. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I think I know who Rad might be embarrassed to hear to see this. Those two cool skeletons. The skeleton. Yeah. There's the skeleton guy and the other guy. Uh, I guess. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think he's that close to them, but... So, like but they... But... Red action and the bird lady. Because he wants to be cool and he's very yeah. concerned with what they think about him. So that could really freak yeah. him out if they ever saw it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Now, actually, um, Brad does have interaction with Brandon in this other episode, uh, yeah. Super Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, speaking from it generally, like this episode is talking about the black, the the phenomenon of Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, where people go shopping and it's become this whole event. And mm-hmm. the show portrays it as like a tradition for people at this point. The retail people are like, "Hey, it's stupid. Why are we doing this?" And they want to go. Mm-hmm. And then this uh, the the principal who is like a Santa Claus looking person, and he's actually named oh, principal he legit Claus. is Santa. Is there a, is there a question about that in there, Alex? Uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk a little bit later about that, but just like for now, we'll just call him the principal. But like he he's making the the case that like, hey, the, this is a tradition for people. We should respect that and like help them out and stuff and i feel like the end of this episode like it's like it's weirdly saying like black friday is a good thing at the end of the day because it makes people happy like it's a weird Mm. thing because this is a show about people who work in retail right and like the the retail atmosphere is like black friday is the play is the time where like people who who work in that industry get the most abused because they're working on like a time where they should be going with people and but, yet we're like black friday is fine you should be happy to, to, to work for it because you're making other people happy well, so it's, people, it's a weird thing for me i don't know appreciate the people that work on the show posted online saying this is not pro black friday so 
Oh, really? <laughs> as opposed to... They, they, they say that, and that's fine, but you don't, I, I, in the episode, I don't know if that gets the case across. Like, it, it feels like a, a confused message to me here. Mm. I, I no, I would you, agree Michelle? with that. Usually it's a lot more transparent with the message has been, like in Let's Not Be Skeletons or, um, the episode where Dendi gets her own POW card. Like, there's a very clear message there. I would agree with you, Alex. This one does feel a little more ambiguous. Cause, like, initially it's like, yeah, Black Friday is just boring, drudgery. It's stressful. We want to be with our families. And then mm-hmm. it kind of flips around like, oh no, this is every tradition starts somewhere and this one exists for a reason mm-hmm. and it brings people together. But the issue is still the retail workers and how it's not great for them. Mm-hmm. And it still ends up not being great for them when everyone comes in the store and it's chaos for a solid minute. And then they finally leave and it's okay again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know where we land with that message. I mean, I guess like realistic me, like outside of like what this episode says, I'd say, you know, Cyber Monday is kind of a, becoming a bigger deal than Black Friday a lot. Yeah, if there was no Black Friday, I mean, those like last desperate shopping days right before Christmas are still probably the worst thing ever for oh. retail. So I don't know if Black Friday is like on average well, still worse than that. So I don't know. It's a little ambiguous. Let's be real here. Black Friday, most people go go buy stuff Black Friday. They're mostly buying from themselves and their immediate family. It's not going Christmas shopping for other people. And, well, and that's the thing, like this episode yeah. like tries to couch and like, hey, people are spending time together. Like there's a mm-hmm. whole like community spending coming time around. together trying to kill each other, trying to get stuff. Yeah, yeah. La- right. Later they until the store opens, then it's a mad free for all. But before that, you can have friends in line. Yeah, uh, have have any of you guys ever did, done the whole like tent outside a, a line thing? Oh, no. that's that feels too intense, no, honestly. Not, not to get in a store. Maybe for a record signing, but well, <laughs> even for well, have you done that? Have you done oh, that? Oh yeah, I've done that. I've done that, that. in my youth. No, I in my youth I've done that for <laughs> oh, okay. so, signing. Well, so. let me ask you a question: When you're in like a, a tense situation, like do you interact with the people in next to you? In oh the line, yeah, or? oh yeah, because I know those are people who like the same like thing I like, so uh-huh. we just talk about our fandom and stuff. It's like if we go on a line, it's like. If you go to like a New York Comic Con, like you are online for like a Steven Universe panel, you know their favorite Steven, fellow Steven Universe fans. You can just talk about the show together, talk about the stuff we talk about. It's actually uh-huh. Steve. That's a very good point because I will say the one thing I have waited in hours for was the sixth and seventh Harry Potter books when they were released at Barnes and Noble. Those were events. People came in costume. You bonded over your fandom. It mm-hmm. was just like a whole community ritual, and that did make it kind of extra special versus just buying it off of Amazon. So like looking at it through that lens, I kind of understand a little more where they're coming th- from, but yeah, the retail things would just kind of makes this a little weird. Yeah. If it's just positive. And, and like all these people are in line for the, the hits Christmas toy of the year, which is Blorby. Blorby. <laughs> so like, Blorby. are these people like, uh, uh, are these people in a fandom for the Blorby? Like, are they, are they bonding over that? <laughs> Oh, I heard, I'm pretty sure some of them just want to get that so they can just sell it online and make some money. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Do you guys want a Blorby? He does jiggle. That That is cute. But, uh... I think he'd make a really good stress ball or like he'd make a funny sound when you push mm-hmm. on him and that I could, that could be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's, 
I don't show the biggest toy. It's a uh, what's the search reference to a uh, tickle me Elmo? And remember that that was like the hot toy at one time. That was uh-huh. the hot toy at one time. Yeah. Yeah. Also, well, like in uh, in Jingle All the Way, there's like that one toy that like everybody's chasing. Turbo like Man. A, yeah, yeah. Oh, Turbo, oh Man. Turbo Man. I don't. I don't like that movie. <laughs> the, the the dads fight so like intensely and aggressively, and they yeah. play so dirty. I don't know, man. It's not very sportsmanlike. Yeah, and the yeah, and the kid's a brat too. It's. Oh man! See, that's the, the that that movie does show the dark side of Black Friday that this episode refused to show us, except for the stampede. <laughs> but, so, just the stampede was as close as it got. Yeah. Mm. Also, like the kid is trying to like take Rad as her Blurby. Yeah! <laughs> Rad's like just because I'm blue doesn't mean I'm a Blurby, but she still tries to stick him in a box. Oh man, I think that's a re- I, I think that's a reference to it, something happening in one of the Smurfs movies. I think there's. <laughs> Didn't that happen? One of the movies? I don't know, but it, it could just be a thing. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a thing that people think all blue people are the same. I guess <laughs> like uh, that, that's a, a racist thing that happens. But, uh, um, but, but yeah. So it, also another thing that comes around this uh, we we mentioned Principal Claus. We are in Chuck's giving. There is inflatable corn outside, and, and this is why I hesitate to say this is actually Santa Claus. Because we know that in this universe, the god is corn. So the Santa Claus is related to our Christmas traditions. But could it be that in this universe, Claus is just a guy named Claus who happens to be fat and a beard? But since there's no Jesus and there's no Christmas in this in this universe, there can't be a Santa Claus. Oh. I, I disagree with this for the simple fact that he has magic floating dust in his nose. <laughs> Everyone levitate. And fly over the cities. Um, so there's something going on with him. He's magical for sure. And really, he's not just a principal. And we're, do we, we really need the religious aspect of Christmas for Santa Claus to exist? I mean, hmm. it's yeah, it's, it's pretty much at this point. I don't. It's Santa Claus is pretty much is is non-exclusive to uh, to Christians and Catholics. I'm, he's an iconic character beyond religion anymore. Okay. Okay. I, I see. Your, I see your point. So, do you think that in this universe, Corn Jesus is angry that Santa Claus exists? Then I think. I think maybe you were on the right track, Alex. When you said that he's not Santa Claus, he could be like Cobb Claus to fit Whoa. into the the god of corn. Aesthetic. So, like he he, he he reports to the corn god for like maybe maybe that's where he gets his magic from. Yeah, basically, the only reason I bring this up, I want more corn. Like, I, I saw, like, the inflatable corn outside of Carol's house, and I was like, yeah, I want more of that. <laughs> want more corn? Yeah, I, I want, you I want to see... weird about this Because, like, if corn's a god, they were eating popcorn, watching the documentaries in Plaza oh. alone. Isn't that against the rules somehow? You can't, like, mm. eat... Your your God can, but then again, eating the bread and drinking the wine. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that solves that. <laughs> See, when when you're watching movies, you're getting closer to your corn god by consuming his kernels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm sure. I'm sure if he is if he is like the version of Santa Claus, I'm sure he gave a. Uh, Foxman's children some coal for Christmas, or what's the version of coal? Well, he didn't. He didn't just give him coal. He beat them up, pushed them into the concrete, <laughs> and said, "Ho, ho, ho!" Into well, the, the ground. Man, he, he's rough. 
Even I know they're robots still, but yeah. Cop claws is ripped. That's (laughs) that's the headline. I messed with him. Uh, Cop claws. We'll just keep calling him that. Um, (laughs) He is apparently the protector of this line. Um, He he avoids the answering of he if he has family because he's like all these people are my family. So (laughs) he was like daddy. He's like oh Uh, no. Yeah, that, yeah. that was great. Kale still, still, his daddy issues are right. yet to yeah, be resolved. Uh, we'll get that resolved someday. We'll get that resolved someday. I mean, I was just thinking about that today about Kale's dad. Will we ever find out who he is? Is it shadowy figure? Is it? He's totally, he's totally shadowy figure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and. Uh, uh, Speaking of family, like uh, at the beginning, uh, as we already talked a little bit about, but Mr. Gar is like, yeah, you're right. Black Friday's stupid. Let's just go spend time with the ones we love. Mr. Gar yeah. goes to Carol. So that's yeah. nice. Rad yeah. calls his family. And Enid is like, I'm going to test Red Ash yeah. to see what she's doing. Yeah. Hey, on one hand, yeah, on one hand, it's awesome texting Red shows how close they are. On the other hand, it just shows how she just doesn't want to spend time with her family. Like, <laughs> well, well true maybe her family doesn't celebrate it a witch yeah. and a werewolf do they have checks giving <laughs> yeah is is the witch anti-corn god mm. i don't know um but I, I also know, but, but, i just i just like it's like spend time with the ones you love and then it's yeah. like you know that's red red action yeah. so like that that's just yeah a nice all, continuation they're, they're so such good friends right fellas Right. <laughs> kind of friends that smooch each other without yeah. having <laughs> They go on holiday dates together. That, that, that Camp nice. together. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing going on there. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, other characters shows up later as uh, Cobb Claus is like teaching them the true meaning of Black Friday. He like goes to visit Brandon and and Rad is very angry. He's like, "You betray your retail." Oh no, it's Enid. I think he's like, yeah. "You betray your retail brethren because Brandon mm-hmm. left the skeleton, left Magic Skeleton alone in the store to deal with Black Friday." So, mm-hmm. continuing Brandon just not being, uh, it's it's tough. I won't say he's a bad friend because he he's, he's had his moments. He's going yeah, to yeah. buy him a Blurby. He just kind of doesn't like understand the other repercussions of leaving, mm-hmm, but yeah. he is doing it for a good reason. Yeah, he, he's just a friend who doesn't consider consequences, which exactly uh, they, they exist out there. Yeah, he's trying. He's trying. That's why he's the Patrick of the show. He ha- <laughs> has a lot of devotion. It's just a little. He's very tunnel vision sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, late, later, uh, they get coffee from the barista, and it turns out it's from Joe Kappa. I think this is his first appearance in a while. Like I, 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 I forgot he existed. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, he he does his usual coffee jokes, and uh, he sees them leaving. It's like, hey, your trip? Did you order a triple shot to go? And, and oh, so- I remember. Oh, now I remember. Like, when- they're still not into. The, the magical experience of Black Friday and 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 Cobb Claus has to force them to return and well, appreciate I, it some more. Now I remember Joe Kappa. He's pretty much what I like to think of animated Ed Asner. Yeah, well, he's the failed stand-up comedian <laughs> yeah. who like yeah. or Don uh, Don Rickles or yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah. Yeah. would you? It's weird because his head is coffee and he pours the coffee out of his head. But like, it, would, would you have any qualms with drinking that coffee? Because Ugh. I don't know. If don't it's like... if it's real coffee and I don't have to pay for it, no, I drink it. Uh, I don't really. I'm not really into coffee to begin with. 
but ugh, I don't know. It had to be <laughs> had had some milk in it and sugar and. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, you, you can dress it up, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Can't drink your coffee black. Huh? Yeah. Somebody gives it to you for free, and you still ask for extra stuff. No, no, I, I agree. Steve I, I, want to taste the Joe Cup of essence. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. No, and to be fair, I also order my coffee with cream and sugar, so like I'm, I'm not one to judge here, but. <laughs> Uh, so, but the, they all share hot drinks together, and later he takes him to see Beardo's uh, burrito place, and he has made a burrito with a full shucksgiving dinner. There's like turkey and stuffing and stuff. Uh, burrito seems okay. Uh, t- turkey is a, a meat that really can't go wrong in any way you use it, I think. But later he charge he wants to charge them. Yeah, money and, and Keo just it. like pretends he's gonna pay him, and then he just gives the bitten burrito back and runs away yep yep (laughs) that's one of the moments that kind of hints at like oh oh, hey wait but black friday is also like all commercialism and stuff so maybe that's Mm -hmm. not great but that's like a brief moment there Um, oh man where is linus when you need him (laughs) (laughs) well we'll see if See, if I'm curious, though, you read this up because he has the great pumpkin, so I guess like the pumpkin is his god, but then like, can can the great pumpkin and the corn god be in in coexistence? Are they enemies in this universe? They're both vegetables, of course, they can coexist. Uh, So, this super black fire, this so, uh, what's his name is holiday? Shuck. Giving? Chuck, yeah, Shucks giving. So this is pretty much a com. This is just like a fusion of Thanksgiving and Christmas. So um, whenever we have like a ho- real holiday episode, that's actually this is good, it. Uh, it, it, yeah, that's a good thing to point out because like this is uh, technically uh, Ko's holiday episode. Because I, I, uh, I really like to do a holiday episode when uh, Boxman tries to steal it, like the Grinch. <laughs> oh, that would be so good, and, and Venomous could help him, and yeah. they succeed, and Fink yeah. would have the best. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Fink is the one who Fink comes out. Like, <laughs> uh, but instead, it's just Daryl and Shannon who show up to try to ruin Super Black Friday. Um, they they just like kick people's coffees out and stuff. But uh, principal principal Claus beats them up into the ground. Um, the the crew decides to open the store because they realize, hey, these traditions are as important to you as our family stuff is to us. And mm-hmm. they get stampeded, and everyone's happy. They bring pie. Everything's mm-hmm. great. Uh, Principal Claus ends it with... Uh, he, the, the, the episode ends oh, with us zooming epic. out, and the plaza uh, is in uh, a snow globe, snow and Principal globe. Claus just says, stay in school. Uh, so, yeah, it was like a very funny line, just because it was like, what? <laughs> We're ending here? Really? I, I'm not sure it was referenced to. Have, how many of you guys probably never heard of this show? Saint Elsewhere, <laughs> the series finale. Uh, how it turned out, it was all a like a the whole show was all like a dream of of this kid who had the snow globe, it, or was the whole show took place in a snow globe? It's a really out there ending for just a normal hospital drama. It's like I guess it's the writers of the show drama that existed in a snow globe. Yes. Yeah. Like, it must have been on something, the writers, when they wrote this series for now. Wow. <laughs> Although this does raise the question, does all of OKKO occur inside of this snow globe? And if so, then does this prince, is this principal able to transport himself into other shows that also occur in snow globes? I mean, we don't know the full extent of his magic, so, I mean, it's possible, right? Mm. Yeah, like, does we... 
We we can make like a whole cartoon universe using Claus as our connector now that now that we know that he's able to leave the universe of OKKO and just I watch we, it from the outside. Didn't we have didn't we have Uncle Grandpa to do that? But maybe he and Uncle Grandpa are friends. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> maybe Claus took Uncle Grandpa out of his snow globe and threw him into the Steven Universe snow globe mm-hmm. and Claus is really the one who causes all cartoon crossovers to happen. Maybe. Really makes you think. I was I was thinking about the logistics of that. Actually, (laughs) Kyle spun out of control, though. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so really, the the moral of this is that Black Friday is a commercialist nightmare, but that Santa that Principal Claus will make everything feel better, I guess. Mm Who is he? The principal of Chaos School, or yes, yes, yeah, okay. Because <laughs> he's not the only one who goes to school, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we, we we should mention he has appeared in the show before. He was in yeah. that mystery science fair yeah. uh, episode. As, as he, if like, he's there, in. we don't see Miss Quantum there. I'm kind of weird, and and this would have been a good episode also to bring back Dendy be part of this thing but I no the- i i contend that dendy is totally anti-commercialism she yeah. doesn't under- just understand why this is a tradition she only sees logic yeah. and logic yeah. says that standing outside in the cold in the line is not a real thing should well, wouldn't she want to spend houses with her but pal ko i guess yeah <laughs> she was catching up on her coding over the holiday season <laughs> she's yeah. got her own stuff to do mm-hmm uh, um, yeah, so final thoughts before we begin ra- wrapping up here on these two very different episodes. Mm. Well, it's those two very good episodes. <laughs> I'm I'm wow. very glad that we got a little red mention in one of the episodes and have Dendi back. Um, I'm very interested to see what happens with the whole um, Carol and Mr. Guard relationship in this episode because. I think that eventually when Mr. Gar finds out the stuff Carol's doing behind his back, could be mm-hmm. a trouble. So it could be a foreshadow to that. They're in their honeymoon phase right yes. now, so let's we'll, we'll, we'll leave them be for a little bit. But yeah, so some, sometimes stuff is gonna hit the fan, um, Michelle. Yeah, and I oh, and I still want the <laughs> red and LED to meet. <laughs> okay, th- thanks for the update on that. <laughs> So, oh, sorry. Are, are, you're going to keep using that as a final thought like for until like 2020. <laughs> uh, Michelle, your final thoughts? Um, I want to see what Boxman and Venomous are up to. I am sure they're making great strides in the Boxman Empire. And I kind of, I mean, I'm kind of curious how Gar and Carol's relationship is going to progress too, because she is keeping things from him. And, and points definitely we've established in the last arc with Enid that it is getting kind of sketchy with them. So I feel like that's going to have to come back into focus at some point. So I'm curious, mm-hmm. but we don't have to get there anytime soon. I like random episodes like this. It's good for introducing, you know, Cobb Claws, who we haven't seen in a long time. Who doesn't want that in their yeah. holiday season? Uh, Cobb Claws is coming to town. He's going to thrash you. <laughs> yeah, he's going to thrash your list. You better 
you better be nice. If you're naughty, he's gonna beat you to a pulp. Isn't there that one song where like Santa hits Grandma with a reindeer or something? No, like that? no, 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 no. Right. Grandma gets run over. Santa doesn't do any. Well, actually, I guess he's driving this way, huh? Right. No, so, but that's true. I guess it is kind of his fault. Be reminded of that horrible so song. Like, this this version of Claus would probably be the one who does that. So. Like the uh, grandma did something wrong. <laughs> like run runs her over with the radio. The worst Christmas specials of all time. It's and it's terrible. Do you see like an actual thing that exists in the world? Yeah. There's a there's a movie about grandma getting run over by reindeer, Steve. Yeah. I think there is, yeah. Yes, there uh, is. Oh, I want Michelle link you to that, Michelle. I was, <laughs> no, uh, I've uh, already had my full of yeah. bad there's, they're gonna air this thing. <laughs> oh they used to air on Cartoon Network every year. Well, they're gonna see if, if you like bad, really weird, really bad, um, animated Christmas things. They're gonna air this like Elf on the Shelf thing called. Um, I'll see if I can even remember it. It's called Elf Pets Santa Saint Bernard Saves Christmas, and oh, this what? is one of movies I've had to is this watch. Live action. And oh, it's animated okay. and it's really weird. Oh, I'm not sure children need to see this, honestly. Oh, I thought it's gonna be like one of those talking animal live action movies, like the like Santa Paws or. <laughs> so. I think it's something. And and let us know what you think. Uh, well, I just tell you though, it's just terrible. I tell you though, on the rare Christmas special, I've been saying the 20, 2009 special version of. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. I highly recommend people check that one out. You see it on TV, but seek it out because it's really excellent. It's a shame it's not airing no more. Yeah, there's a lot of bad <laughs> Christmas media out there. Um, but I think this episode was an okay holiday. Uh, oh, Com- compared, to the, compared to the standard uh, that has been set by other an stuff, okay, this has been above average. An okay special for an okay KO show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Also, I think uh, um, uh, what's it? Plaza alone is a little better than okay, so uh, <laughs> that, that, that that's good. Okay. But um, yeah, until I, I think last time I said that we weren't gonna have that many more episodes in 2018, and I was wrong because we, we're doing another <laughs> podcast now. But uh, as of now, there are no other episodes that we haven't Never talked know. about that will air in 2018. So yeah, I think this is a, it's probably yeah. yeah. Yeah, theoretically, we shouldn't come back to talk about OKKO okay, until the new year. We'll we'll see what happens Wait, then. But I uh, think I have, I think I know where they could do the big, um, Mr. Gar Carol relationship drama episode in February around Valentine's Day. That could be when <laughs> stuff hits yeah. the fan. <laughs> good, 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 good scheduling theory. Um, that that would be nice. Um, but uh, yeah, un- un- until there are other episodes to talk about, uh, you can look at other stuff we've covered or previous OKKO podcast coverage at overtheanimated.com. You can also talk with us about OKKO, about other Christmas animation stuff, uh, or any other stuff you want to talk about at overtheanimated.com slash discord. Uh, you can also support us financially via Patreon at patreon.com slash overtheanimated. And thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Hugh, a.k.a. Hugh Neutron. And thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, and Hugh. Um, 
Besides OKKO, we've also covered in recent times uh, Voltron, uh, Miraculous Ladybug, Ruby. On Cartoon Network, Steven Universe is coming up, so we'll be covering those episodes as Mm -hmm. they air over the holidays. Uh, We are also having an overly animated, our annual awards Mm -hmm. ceremony, recognizing the the best in animation. And I believe that uh, later, if you're listening to this on Sunday, uh, on Sunday, we will also have an announcement of those nominations. Uh, Stay tuned to see if OKKO Mm -hmm. is included or not in in any of the categories. But uh, yeah, so there's a lot of stuff for for you to cover, uh, for you to uh, listen to if you're interested in more animation content besides OKKO as we wrap up the year. And thanks to everyone who's been listening to us throughout this entire year. We've had a lot lot of stuff to talk about, and we appreciate anybody who who likes to listen to our, our thoughts. So thank you very much. Uh, for for that. Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, on that note, th- th- thanks for listening to this one, guys, and we'll talk to you in 2019. Adios. Bye. Bye.